We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And we've got you, babe, in our review of Groundhog Day. You know, for the longest time, I actually thought it was Groundhog's Day. No, he does not own the day. (laughs) And we are reviewing this movie because at the time of this release, it's Groundhog Day. Oh, Look at that. That is some tentpole programming. It really is. In fact, if any holiday uh, falls on our upload, we will forego whatever it is that we have planned and make that movie happen. Be careful, New Year's Eve. (laughs) For those of you who might not know what Groundhog Day is, it's a day where we get to see if we get six weeks of winter or not if the little groundhog pops up and see his shadow. Also, it's a 1993 movie directed by Harold Ramis and Mm. starring Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott. Brief synopsis is, it's a story about a weatherman who finds himself inexplicably living the same day over and over again on Groundhog Day. It was a big movie in 93, and it then later on became... Uh, kind of like a trope name or just like the Groundhog Day effect or just like, oh, they're doing that Groundhog Day thing where a person has to relive the same day over and over again. Uh, yeah, so it was a really great original concept. Interestingly enough, uh, Danny Rubin, the writer, um, when he was starting to get into the industry, his agent suggested that he prepare a calling card script. Like you have to have a gimmick, kid, something that people can be like, hey, that's a Danny Rubin project. Uh, And so then he kind of asked himself the question, if a person could live forever, and if a person was immortal, how would they change over time? And so then he kind of experimented with the idea, and ultimately, he came to the idea that we have presented in the movie. Um, And he came to the day of Groundhog Day because he knew that he wanted um, his character to relive a date in late January, over and over again. And then he looked up at his calendar, and Groundhog Day was on February 2nd, and he said, great, it'll be a timeless movie. You can watch it every year on that day. Uh, And so from there on, we were presented with Groundhog Day. Uh, And before we get into our reactions, I want to share with you guys a couple little fun facts. Originally, Tom Hanks was considered for the lead role, uh, but Harold Ramis who directed the film, decided that Tom Hanks was too nice. Old Ground Hanks Day. (laughs) Yeah, and they would have made that. They would change the title to that. You have to, yeah. So so I think it's it's better off without him. (laughs) Uh, And this kind of fun fact, and this is all about the dispute of the time in which our uh, character Phil spent living out his Groundhog Day. So, uh, on DVD commentary, Harold Ramis states that the original idea was for him to live February 2nd for about 10,000 years. Whoa. Yeah. Um, That was the original concept, but then later on he says that it was probably closer to 10 years. Now, I do know because I thought, you know, it's a special occasion. It's Groundhog Day. I should do one piece of research. That in 2014, what culture combined 
various time duration assumptions. So like whenever you see some kind of variation in the day, they added up a total of 12,395 days that they assume he lived. And that's also based on how long it would take to learn some of the things that he learned, right. uh, which is just under 34 years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like 12,395 days. days. That's how we all got sued by rent. <laughs> if only we could just take the music just out the of music rent. Out of That's it. what people want. And kind of tying into that, there are exactly 38 days depicted in this film, either partially mm. or in full. So there you have that. Uh, another interesting fun fact is that the film was not filmed in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. It was actually mm. shot in Woodstock, Illinois. So... Oh. And the Swedish title of the movie translates as Monday the entire week, uh, which is interesting because Groundhog Day in 1993 was actually on a Tuesday. I actually have to side with Sweden on this one. <laughs> you always Be- say that. I always say I'm going to go back to the well and side with Sweden and say it makes sense then why Garfield hates Mondays. Oh. <gasps> You did it. <laughs> did it. All right. And on that note, let's go ahead and get into our reactions. So, Grayson, when was the first time that you actually watched this movie? This is, and I've been saying this a lot recently, this seems like one of those movies that's just always been around for me. Yeah. My dad was a huge fan of this movie, and so uh, I just started watching this at a very young age. I feel like I, I re-watched it a lot in college, though, for whatever reason. It's just a great one. Uh, to go back to. I feel like the last time I saw this, though, was when our friend Curtis, his birthday is on Groundhog Day, he rented out a theater yes. and we watched it there. Um, and it was actually the evening of a blizzard, maybe the only one that ever happened in Texas. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that's like the most vivid memory I have. But it is one of those movies that's just kind of always been around. Yeah, I totally agree. And Curtis, if you're listening... Happy birthday. Uh, Happy but yeah, birthday. Uh, that was the last time I saw that movie. And I I can't remember if I saw it before then, but I, I know that that was my most recent experience of it. But watching mm. it this time, I was able to take so much more from it. This is such a good movie. I yeah. I love it. I just really appreciated like all of it. And I could see so many different things in there. I think the biggest thing I remembered... From it was the whole, um, Phil? Phil? Ned Ryerson! And then punching him in the face. That's the scene I remember the most vividly. Yeah, we've made several comments of Ned Ryerson, uh, famously from Freaky Friday, the remake. Yep. Steven Tobolowsky, also in, um, Memento. Memento. Yes. I almost forgot. Is that Ned Ned Ryerson? Uh, yeah, I I really, really dug it, and I really enjoyed um, how simple of a premise it is. Like, just like, okay, he just has to repeat the same day, and I love all the different directions that it took with him, like, being selfish, being reckless, being, like, suicidal, to him being, like, just filled with, like, love and goodwill towards men like i just i i loved all of that um and i just love the evolution of it so it was just it was great 
Now we're going to take a stop on by Quilt Corner. Choo-choo, I guess. (laughs) We don't really have a thing. So one of my favorite quotes from the movie is actually the very first line where he says, Somebody asked me today, Phil, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you like to be? And I said to them, probably right here, out by Nevada, our nation's high at 79 today. It's just such a mundane opening line. And you're just you're just looking at his hand yep. while he's delivering it. It just it struck me as funny. Yeah. First first line right out of the gate. No, it's great. I think my favorite line was uh, Phil saying to uh, the innkeeper, she said, he said, do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? Mrs. Lancaster, I don't know, but I could check the kitchen. <laughs> Love it. All right. And that was Quote Corner. Now, let's head on over. Choo-choo. <laughs> now, let's launch into some headcanon. Headcanon. Headcanon is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Okay. My headcanon is that the Groundhog Day loop was enacted by the ghost of Christmas present. Because basically, you know, it's like the Christmas Carol kind of ghosts, like, presenting themselves and kind of putting these people through these different dreams. Um, oh. Which would then make sense oh. that his brother is Frank from Scrooged, who is a selfish, cynical TV executive. His brother would then go through the same lesson. I liked it a lot. Thank you. I mean, the ghosts need to do something else year-round. Groundhog Day has got to be one of the best Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> it really is. So my headcanon was sparked by something that Rita says, where she says, played by Andy McDowell, where she says that she has deja vu. And that doesn't make any sense why she would have deja vu if she was truly living this for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's a much darker take from just he's living it over and over again. It means that they are also living over and over again with no memory. So they can't improve upon each day. Uh, But they're just as trapped as he is. So it was really just that one thing she said that made me think, oh, maybe they are trapped as well. So my headcanon is that everybody is going through the however many years you decide, but he is the only one that can remember. Wow, that's really good. And fun fact, actually, uh, in the original script... Uh, she also was stuck in her own loop, um, mm. but it was something slightly different. All right, now we're going to go into recast and remake. Recast, remake. So if this movie were to be made today, who would you cast and what would the storyline be? Um, as far as the storyline, I actually would love it if they did a Groundhog Day series where each episode is a new day uh and and so each episode is a new day and like the whole first season maybe it ends like and he does get out of the loop like maybe that's how it goes and then season two um his time just gets a little bit longer (laughs) so just like oh he can now relive two days he's like no uh i don't know that that's as far as i thought it uh, out there um but as far as uh casting goes i would absolutely love it if they got uh chris rock oh i would love it i mean i know chris rock doesn't do a ton of acting but i think that he would actually do really really well as like slowly losing his mind i like that i did consider uh kevin hart 
for the same kind oh, of reason. Oh like, yeah, that it would be. He him. can play angry really, really well. But yeah. yeah, today it would be Kevin Hart. For my recast, I went directly to Joel McHale. Yes, I think he just has that smarminess and that uh, charisma. Yep, that is very, very Murray for the Rita character, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Nice. Uh, she's just really fun. She has that sweetness about her. Um, and then for the Chris Elliott Larry character, um, Chris Elliott. <laughs> I, I think he could just probably play the same. Bring him back. Bring yep. him back. All right. Now we're going to go into our final segment and give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Groundhog's Day? Or Groundhog Day. <laughs> Leave off the apostrophe yes. <laughs> it's, it's cleaner. cleaner. <laughs> I would recommend Groundhog Day because it's a hilarious movie. It's a sweet story. And at the heart of it, it is about uh, making the most of a single day Mm. and just thinking of all the possibilities one day can hold. And I I think that's a really special message. Yeah, I totally agree. I would recommend Groundhog Day because it's such a heartfelt movie and it's beautiful. I would say it's almost the perfect movie like i can't think of anything wrong with it uh maybe i should watch it for 30 years and maybe then i could find some flaws but like i i totally think what you said was so cool like it really does change your perspective at of what is possible with one day like what what could you do with one day um, and he he chose to like save a town like to fix these relationships and we don't know how long he was actually doing that, but he was doing it for a while just yeah. to make a difference in all these other people's lives. And I just thought that that was really cool. So that is our review of Groundhog Day. Let us know what you remember about Groundhog Day on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks. And thank you so much for your kind words and comments there. It also means a lot to us if you like wrote out a review on iTunes. Uh, search for Flashback Flicks. Write us out a review telling us what you would do if you had to listen to this podcast for anywhere between 10 and 30 to 40 years <laughs> and on a scale of one to five groundhogs yep rate it please and thank you or on a scale to one to five days that makes more sense do that monday being the worst <laughs> friday being the best yes and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until then remember to be kind and rewind. We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today, we've got you, babe, with our review of the 1993 movie Groundhog Day. We're reviewing this movie because it's Groundhog Day at the time of this release, so happy Groundhog Day. Yep. That is tentpole programming. Oh, yeah. Anytime we have uh, a movie holiday tie-in, like we will completely clear our schedules for what we already plan to review, and we will make this happen. So watch your back, Valentine's Day. <laughs> uh, actually, for the longest time, now that I think of it, I actually thought it was Groundhog's Day. Like it's the, it's like it's the Groundhog's Day. No, he's a groundhog. He has no possessions. Uh (laughs) Oh. Yeah.
That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But we are reviewing the movie, not the holiday, Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis and starring Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott. So the original concept for the movie uh, was made back in the early 90s where Danny Rubin, the writer of the film, his agent is like, you need a calling card, a, a kind of script where people would be like, hey, that's a Danny Rubin movie. Uh, and so he asked himself the question, if a person could live forever, if a person was immortal, how would they change over time? And then over time, he kind of just mixed around some ideas and we were presented with the concept for Groundhog Day. Uh, mm. And when it comes to the day, why Groundhog Day? Uh, he knew that he wanted his character to relive a day in late January over and over. And when he looked at his calendar, he saw Groundhog Day was February 2nd. And now that movie exists. And that's kind of the history of the making of the movie. Now, before we get into our reactions, I want to share with you guys a couple of fun facts. Uh, Harold Ramis, who directed the film, originally wanted Tom Hanks for the lead role, but decided against it, saying that Hanks was too nice. Yeah. And they would have had to call the movie Ground Hanks Day. <laughs> yeah, they would have just had to change the billing, and yeah. it just would have been a whole different thing. <laughs> yeah just doesn't play yeah uh my other uh, fun fact actually kind of ties into how the length of time that the groundhog day experience lasted mm -hmm. uh in the dvd commentary uh harold ramus stated that the original idea was for him to live february 2nd for about ten thousand years dang yeah it's a long time but that that's not his interpretation of what actually happened no right no later okay. on he said that Phil probably lived the same day for about 10 years. Um, That's interesting. Well, because I know in 2014, because it's a special occasion, and I did a little bit of research. Oh, good for uh, you. I didn't yeah, get you thanks, anything. Man. Oh, yeah. I got you research. <laughs> uh, in 2014, what culture combined all the various time durations and like assumptions uh, based on like the stuff he learned and uh, like how long it would take to do some of the things that he acquired, yeah, um, and each variance of each day. And they said it took a total of twelve thousand three hundred ninety-five days, oh, which God. is just under thirty-four years. Wow! So it's like twelve thousand three hundred ninety-five <laughs> days. I'm sorry, actually, could you just take the mm -hmm. music out of that? I think that would make it just ten Much times cleaner. Cleaner. Yeah. We, we've been looking for a way to take the music just out. take the music out of Rent and just yep. have a real solid story. Uh, actually, tying into um, that number, uh, yep. there are actually 38 days depicted in the film, either partially or in full. So hmm. do some movie math, carry the two, you decide. <laughs> and uh, another fun fact is that uh, the movie was actually not filmed in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, but actually in Woodstock, Illinois, just 50 miles away from Bill Murray's hometown in Wilmette, Illinois. Oh, I don't know what to do with that. And the uh, last little fun fact is that the Swedish title for this movie translates to Monday the entire week. That's terrible. Uh, well, it's interesting because Groundhog Day in 1993 was actually on a Tuesday. Hmm. Although I'm going to have to side with Sweden on this one. 
I think it's You're a stronger choice. That. I know. It's just <laughs> going back to that well, siding with Sweden. But I like the week full of Mondays or whatever the thing is that you just said, mm-hmm. because that explains why Garfield hates Mondays. You did it! <laughs> oh, uh, almost forgot. Let's go ahead and take a little stroll on by Quote Corner. Chugga chugga! <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is actually while he is taking piano lessons and she asks him, like, are you sure this is your first lesson? And his response is, yes, but my father was a piano mover. So (laughs) love Uh, it. (laughs) Great line. Great line. Uh, My favorite quote is uh, the last time where Phil runs into Ned. He says, he said, he said, Ned. Like Ned Ryerson, he hugs him. Oh, how I've missed you. Let's now know where you're headed, but can you call in sick? It's <laughs> my favorite line. Favorite line. Ah, <laughs> oh. so that's our little trip to quote corner. Chugga chugga. <laughs> Sorry, I forget that. That's a uh, that's our jingle. All right, now it's time to launch into some head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> Headcan is a part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Now, Grayson, I'm going to let you go first because I don't want oh. our headcanon wires to get crossed. Oh, my God. I don't want to step on your toes, especially if this is the review that you have to live in oh for the next 30 years. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my head cannon revolved around the blizzard that's going on. Um, so they're trapped there because of the blizzard. And my head cannon was that they tried to go out in it. And then he basically died in the blizzard. And this is a form of purgatory. Uh, not good, not bad, but goes on forever. Uh, which I also had the concept that... Um, Ned Ryerson is actually the devil. Uh, I kind of <laughs> threw that all out, though. I kind of, uh, I kind of threw it all out uh, and to pursue a, a more interesting idea, I think, is that Phil is not the first person in town who has experienced a loop, and not the only person to be experiencing a loop. Um, now, I, I heard once that there was... Uh, a uh, possible storyline where Andy McDowell's character is like in a similar loop. This one would actually have Ned Ryerson being the first person in a loop and uh-huh. that he has been there for hundreds of years. Now, the reason Ned is attracted to Phil right off the bat is because Phil is different. Ned has been in this loop for hundreds of years and Ned wants to figure out what's going on with Phil. There is a scene in the diner where Phil goes up to Nancy and asks her, like, oh, what's your name? Where did you go to high school? Who was your English teacher? And uses that information to act like he knows her. It's almost the exact same conversation or the same style of conversation that Ned Ryerson has the first time he meets Phil. Mm. That he would acquire information and say, Phil, Phil Connors, you don't remember me? I "I dated your sister. And and like kind of just implants all these ideas that clearly Phil does not actually remember. Uh, So he's just using the same 
strategy that was used on him to elicit information from people and then exploit it later on. And I think what freaks Ned out so much by the end of it is that Phil, it's clear that he's breaking away from the mold. And Ned is starting to realize that, oh, I'm not the only one in Punxsutawney that is stuck in this loop and has the ability to change circumstances. Um, so that's my headcanon. Basically, Ned got there first. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, my headcanon is that this is a little bit out of left field, but hear me out. Um, Chris Elliott is a cameraman, right? Mm-hmm. And everything takes place in this small town. And it reminded me of another story where all these different events are being orchestrated around a singular character, the Groundhog Show. What? Sorry, the Truman Show. The Truman Show. Oh. Oh. And if you go to IMDb, it says people who like Groundhog Day also like the Truman Show. Oh, my gosh. No way. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's, that's real. Oh, because it's the same movie, headcanon established based off of IMDb. And the last thing I would do is lie to you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to go to the part of the show where, where we like to recast and remake. Recast? Remake? If this movie were to be remade today, who would you cast and what would the subject matter be? If I had to recast this movie uh, with today's stars for Bill Murray's character of Phil, I would cast Adam Scott. I think he has that. Uh, He can play the smarmy. He can play the funny. He's got both sides of it. He's got that that charm to him. Uh, And then Brie Larson for Andy McDowell's character of Rita. And then for Chris Elliott's character of Larry, I would cast Chris Elliott. Just bring him back. <laughs> Just bring him back. Bring him back. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I would love to see uh, playing Phil. I would love to see Jake Johnson. I just love him and a lot of things. Um, yep. Or Damon Wayans Jr. Whoa. I love me some Damon Wayans Jr. I think that he would be really great, especially with... Uh, just everything he has a heart yeah i just think that that would be great i think he could play both kind of swarmy uh and really nice and sweet or pull a ghostbusters and um make it uh with a female lead and i would love for hannah simone um from she plays cc on new girl um to play Mm -hmm. phil um or like to be like the lead who's stuck um, mm-hmm. Or who I think would actually be like a perfect Bill Murray like replacement, Chelsea Peretti. Oh, Chelsea Peretti, I think would just do an amazing job because, yeah, that's her great. as Gina on Brooklyn Nine Nine is basically the same thing. So I, I just I think that that would be really really cool. Yeah, no, that's great casting. All right, now we're gonna go into our final segment where we give you reasons to recommend so grayson why would you recommend groundhog day i would recommend groundhog day because it is hilarious uh it's surprisingly touching and at the end of it there really is a positive message um it's uh one of the plot points that we really haven't mentioned yet but the the death of the old man Mm. is uh, such a pivotal part where he tries to save him over and over again. And it's the first time he's really exposed to a death other than his own 
during the day and realizing that he's been wasting all these days, but it was this old man's last day every single time. He was mm-hmm. dying over and over again. And so he feels this responsibility to save him. And when he can't, when he just has to resign himself that it was his time to die, he realizes you can't control everything, but there are other cases where you can make a difference. And that's where he dedicates himself to making a difference in as many people's lives as possible. And it doesn't take a Groundhog Day type event to do that. Like, we have this opportunity every single day to make the most of the day, to help those we can. And how often do we choose not to do it? And this movie, at its heart, is really just saying, don't waste the day. Help as many people as you can. Make the day as great as it can be. And that's just such a powerful message. Um, so that, that's why I recommend Groundhog Day. Absolutely. That's really great, man. Uh, I don't think I could top that, so I won't. I recommend it because Grayson recommended it. That's good enough for me. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our review of Groundhog Day. Uh, let us know what you remember about Groundhog Day. On Twitter, we are at Flashback Flicks. Uh, let us know what you remember about the movie. And please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps the show out. It helps people to know that this is the podcast that they want to be listening for the next 10 to 30 years. Because it's great. We already have a hundred episodes to listen to. Whoa. Yeah. We have a hundred episodes to listen to. So this is our hundredth episode. It is, Grayson. Wow. They really were Groundhog Day. <laughs> so leave us a rating of one to five days of the week. Or one to five weeks of winter. <laughs> and uh let us know um if you were stuck in a loop. What would be the thing you would hate the most? I'm going to take the positive side of it. Do it. <laughs> and say in that bowling alley scene, uh, Bill Murray says what his best day was. The day he wishes he could live over and over ah. again. Share with us what is your favorite day that you wish you could be caught in a Groundhog Day type cycle. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do that instead. <laughs> And be sure you tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. We have to go back! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today is Groundhog Day. Whoa, Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day to all our Groundhog listeners. It's tent pole programming. That's right. Anytime there's an actual holiday that coincides with the movie, we are contractually obligated to ourselves and you as a listener to cover it. We're coming for you, Arbor Day 2. <laughs> How about we review the 93 Groundhog Days, directed by Harold Ramis and starring Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott. In fact, the premise was developed by Daniel Rubin, whose agent suggested that he prepare a calling card script where he could use to gain meetings with various producers. And he asked himself the question that everyone asks themselves when they are tasked with making a calling card script. If a person could live forever... If a person was immortal, how would they change over time? His earliest concept had the character reliving a late day in January over and over again. And when he looked at his calendar, he saw that Groundhog Day was February 2nd. And the rest is history. 
And it took him about seven weeks to fix the basic concepts and rules for the time loop in the film. Uh, and then he completed the first draft of the screenplay within three to four days uh, that he lived over and over again. <laughs> originally, uh, Phil was not slated to be played by Bill Murray, but Harold Ramis originally wanted Tom Hanks for their lead role, but decided uh. against it, saying that Tom Hanks was too nice. Yeah, but then they would have had to call it Tom Hog Day. <laughs> And the other little fun fact actually ties into the length of time uh, that Phil experienced the Groundhog Day phenomenon. Um, on the DVD commentary, uh, Harold Ramis states that the original idea for the film was for uh, Phil to live February 2nd for about 10,000 years. Yikes. Uh, but then later on said uh, that the real time duration was closer to about 10 years. Well, actually, since this is our 100th episode, Ricky. What? I got you a gift. No, Grayson, I did not prepare for this. And did one piece of research. Oh, Grayson. 100 times? And I found, I did one piece of research 100 times. I know it really well now. Oh, great. But back in 2014, uh, the website What Culture combined the various uh, like time duration assumptions, and they basically estimated how long it would take to learn the things that he learned, and they came up with uh, that he was there for 12,395 days, which is uh, roughly just under 34 years. 12,395 days. That's just under. 34 years. Rent will send yep. you your check. Your rent check. Ah! <laughs> That's where it comes from. <laughs> there it is. You know what? The music's okay on rent. We can keep it in. Uh, it's like a reverse royalty where you sing their song and they send you money. Oh, I love that. Let, I'll keep doing that. <laughs> and last little fun fact is the Swedish title for this movie translates to Monday the entire week. It makes sense that it would be on a Monday because that's why Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> Let's take a quick trip on over to Quote Corner. Quote Corner. Pada pada pee. Pada pada pee. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite quotes in the movie is actually the final line of the whole movie. Uh, whenever they walk outside and it's the snow everywhere and it's very pretty scene. And he says the line. Let's live here, which at first seems like kind of a, would he really want to? It's kind of got a lot of cheese cooked into it. And then he follows up, let's live here with, we'll rent to start. And it's just, <laughs> it's so great. It's just like, oh, I, sorry, I got, I got caught up in it. That's let's, great. let's step back for a second. <laughs> uh, I just think such a great final line. Uh, so many, so many movies got a trip at the finish line, but that one is just as funny as the rest of the movie. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's why that's my favorite. Yeah. I think one of my favorite lines is, uh, just anytime that Phil kind of starts losing his grip on reality is fun. But I also love when he says, do you know what today is? Rhea says, no, what? Today is tomorrow. It happened. <laughs> just like love that wordplay where he's just like, well, he's not wrong. Now we're going to head on over to Pot of Pee, Pot of Pee. <laughs> now it's time to launch into some headcanon. Headcanon. Headcanon is the part of the show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. My headcanon is that this is all a series of dreams uh, from Garfield the movie. 
Now, Garfield, as we all know, in the live action, was voiced by Bill Murray. Um, mm-hmm. And cats often sleep. Cats hate Mondays. Monday every day. That's it. Got it. Wow. So at first I was going to pursue the thought that every single time he lives out a day, he is actually creating a new reality. And so it's like Ooh. a different timeline every single time. Really, this movie is about string theory. But <laughs> I um, I kind of abandoned that to move my headcanon more towards like an alternate ending, which is uh, he and Andy McDowell and... I don't know, maybe Larry, if they can find him. Um, they get in, in the van and they leave town. But once they leave town, they realize that the world has gone without them. They're like 10,000 years into the future. And basically, they have just been kind of in this bubble of time, um, but that they would go out and uh, basically realize they they are... People outside of their own time. Wow. Yeah. So the community would have to just sustain themselves uh, in 1993, even though the the year is 1993 plus 10,000. 10,000, 1993. In the year, 10,000, 1993. Headcanon. All right. Now we're going to go to our... Segment where we like to recast and remake. Recast? Remake? Remake. So if this movie were to be made today, who would you cast and what would the storyline be? I like that Bill Murray's character isn't like super young. I like that he has some experience uh, under his belt. And uh, I try to think of an actor who is in a similar range as he was there with that same kind of like humor uh, and sarcasm. And it brought me to Matthew Perry. I think Matthew Perry would be a great Phil Connors. He would. And uh, to kind of challenge him in that the way Andy McDowell challenges Phil is uh, Evangeline Lilly. I think she would be great. Uh, Just watched the Ant-Man 2 trailer and I was like, Absolutely. Yep. Evangeline Lilly. And then for Chris Elliott's character of Larry, I would probably cast his daughter, Abby Elliott. Oh, yeah. She was on SNL. Yeah. But if we can't get her, then Chris Elliott. <laughs> He's a great stand-in. I'm pretty sure that's their current acting policy. Like, hey, listen, if my daughter can't make it, I'm totally available. <laughs> and if we can't get either of them, Missy Elliott. <laughs> She yes, the third Elliot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just keep it in the family. Yep, I love it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to recast it, well, first off, I I need to start with my premise because this would justify the casting. Um, I would love it if it was kind of like a. Um, there is a movie I can't remember. I think it's actually a movie coming out where um, the every time this person goes to sleep, they wake up in a new body. Um, oh yeah, it's. Yeah, the- yeah. yeah, that movie. Uh, so I would love it to be the same day. It's the same thing where it's almost like vantage point, but it's the same day get, gets played over and over again. But they play a different role in the city, and they oh even have different goodness. actors. So this one would have all the Chris's, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, and, of course, Chris O'Dowd. Oh, wow. 
That is strong. And then Chris Rock. All the Chris's. With music by Chris Cross. Yep. <laughs> Chris Cross will make you jump, jump. All right, now we're going to go into our final segment where we give you our reasons to recommend. So, Grayson, why would you recommend Groundhog Day? I would recommend Groundhog Day because, ultimately, it might be easy to assume that the groundhog is the groundhog, and you're probably right. But if you use the groundhog as a metaphor for Bill Murray's character of Phil, and that all it took for him was to stop being so focused on the shadow he was casting, he would have been released from the, quote, long winter. (sighs) Groundhog Day, I think, I'd recommend it because it is a great movie about learning um, and experiencing life as much as I think the movie is like a comedy it can really teach you about like what it takes to change as a person like he that kind of change in movies typically happen like an hour and a half but like bill murray's character a phil he had to change over the course of 10 to like 30 or 40 years and i think it's interesting kind of sad but also um Really cool to see how, like, you know, people can change and people can change for the better. And uh, it's like a a really hopeful movie about, like, what it would take for some people to turn over a new leaf um, or new groundhog. Uh, I don't know how you turn things, but it also is a really cool story to just see what can take place in a day and what you can do to make the most of it. Are you going to eat a bunch of cake or are you going to just follow people around and rob an armored car? There's a lot of things that you can do. These are options. Somewhere in between eating cake and an armored car. Uh, but yeah, that's why I'd recommend the movie. Great premise, uh, great acting, and shows you a lot about life. Because in the end, Bill Murray truly was Groundhog Day. He really was. He really was. <laughs> And that is our review of Groundhog Day. Let us know what you remember about the movie Groundhog Day. Share your favorite moments, memories, and or quotes on Twitter. We are at Flashback Flicks, and it would really help the show out if you left us a review and a rating on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating if you wouldn't mind listening to this podcast for five or more years. Whoa. That's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. Just on a scale of years, just let us know on one to five. Five meaning all the years and one meaning, you know, a a year. Um, So one, two, a lot. Uh, And leave us a review telling us what you would do if you were stuck in 1993 for just a day. Just a day. What would you do? Invent the internet. (laughs) Yeah, all you had to do is just Google. Oh. There was time uh, now. How to invent internet. <laughs> and thank you for listening to this review for 100 episodes. Uh, yeah, this is our 100th episode. Uh, maybe 101th. Um, but, you know, those are just numbers. But we did want to celebrate 100 episodes. Uh, so... Thank you for listening, and here's to a hundred more or so. Because if this podcast has revealed anything about us, is that we're not great with numbers. Nope. So, <laughs> happy 
hundredth-ish episode. Yeah. And be sure to tune in next time for a hundred more episodes. All right here on the Flashback Flicks <laughs> Retro Movie Podcast. It makes us up. We're going to do a hundred episodes next, in one episode. Next time it's a hundred episodes. Can you imagine if we did multiple episodes in one episode? <laughs> no. People would hate it. They, people would riot. That would be what the worst idea. What a terrible idea. idea. <sighs> they really were Groundhog Day. <laughs> so be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. <laughs>